welcome to B.O. Boys for the weekend of December 13th. That's what we're talking about. It is Monday, December 16th. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And we just got to jump in because there's so much to talk about. Yes. This is the busy season. This is our busy season. This is retail's busy season. It's Santa's busy season. And it's moviegoers' busy season. Yeah. Except for certain movies. Well, that's very true. So let's just jump into this real fast. Let's talk about the top 10. Because yeah. we usually say top five, but we end but up talking But there's so many the movies out now. There's so many big things that we have to keep track of. So this weekend we had a mega hit and we had a huge, huge bomb. Okay, we had two huge, huge bombs. Well, one that matters. I mean, okay. uh, all right. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. So the big, big. No one hit cares about Black Christmas. Was Jumanji mm-hmm. the next level? It was tracking in the forties. Yeah, forty-two. Last, our over/under last week was was we had a we were betting over under forty-five. Forty-five or so, yeah. And you said over. Yep. I said a little bit under. I, I said over, but I, I said I wasn't super confident that it was going to smash the over. And it smashed the over. Yeah. It's, this, this is a huge hit. It opened at $60 million. Wow. Um, and that was far exceeding the expectations. It made it, more in its opening three-day weekend than the last Jumanji made in its first six days. Yeah, it is uh, the biggest domestic opening for Sony in the month of December, and it's an all-time record opening weekend for a comedy in the month of December. Wow. So it's also the biggest opening for Kevin Hart, Jack Black, um, of course. But that's a big hit. We thought there'd be some diminishing returns. The other thing with this is that kids aren't even out of school yet. Oh, this is going to do insane money in a couple of weeks. Well, this or is, next week. Well, next week. It's next week, and it we're talk we're going to talk about this when we talk about next week. It's going to be sucking off a little bit of the energy from from Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, hundred percent. This these, is a very popular IP right now. Jumanji uh-huh. is the hot thing going. You've got stars that people love, Kevin Hart. And Jack Black, and of course, you failed to mention him, but The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I'm sorry, who? The Rock, the star of this movie, the star of... He will this year be the star of the two biggest non-Disney, you know, non-Disney, non-MCU, non-DC movies. Jumanji and Hobbs and Shaw Hobbs are the two... Sh- no, Hobbs and Worldwide the- gross, We're worldwide not talking gross. about fake China bucks. We talk about worldwide... Do you have the number to back that up? Yes. That it is the second? Yes. Hobbs and Shaw and now Jumanji will end up being the two biggest movies that are not DC movies or MCU movies or, you know, Disney, uh, Aladdin, that kind of stuff. I don't stand by these facts because they're not... It's I don't, true. I don't have them on my laptop. You choose to ignore facts about The Rock, but The Rock is... As big as movie stars get. This is, Jumanji is huge. And you're right. It is going to take a big piece out of Star Wars next weekend. Yeah. The, the, the Juman- this number was, was out of control. Jumanji is, if you can believe this, the resistance against the Star Wars empire. Yes. Because we talked about this last time. It came out after 
the previous Star Wars a couple years ago After Last and Jedi. siphoned money off of that. Mm-hmm. So it's going around and it's siphoning some of that money off. And I, you know what? I'm for it. Well, I mean, let's say we were not as high on this Jumanji as we were last time because we didn't love this trailer. The mm-hmm. trailer was a little confusing. We didn't exactly know what Danny DeVito was doing in there. We didn't know who, what old men voices, what that had to do with this. It wasn't as clear as the last Jumanji. But people were so excited to go see this. Because this is an IP they want more of. We've seen that this weekend. It's something that they want more of. The stars are people they want more of. They want to live in this world. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need in order for your IP to succeed. Yes, that's so true. You've got to want to, it, it's like the Avatar thing, where people, it wasn't whether that was a good movie or a bad movie, and it's a bad movie, Avatar, but people wanted to live there. People don't want to live in Dark Fate, in, in Terminator World, so that movie bomb, but they want to live in the jungle. So that's why Jumanji does well. Yeah. You have to create movies that people want to leave their miserable lives in the stacks to go live inside the movie. Yes. Also, but this is star-driven, so again, if they try to redo these movies again in 20 years, you have to you have to realize that these people are going to want to see The Rock and Kevin Hart and Karen Gillan and Jack Black. Right. If you try to replace them with whoever the new Stranger Kid thing, the Stranger Things kids are in 20 years, when that reboot comes out, uh-huh. then they're not going to want to see it. Because this is personality driven right and a place they want to live so this is a huge hit who are we giving the credit to last weekend we divvied up the joker bucks amongst Mm -hmm. who deserved the credit is there one star above any that you say deserves the what, credit? What are you trying to do here? The Rock. What are you trying? No, it's Admit not. It, the it, Rock it's is a huge this box configuration star. of people. But who? It's this configuration of people. Of that configuration of people, which of them has had other movies that open this huge that end up doing hundreds of millions of dollars worldwide? It's The Rock. I, I I'm going with. I think the IP gets more, uh, more money than The Rock. See, I just I disagree with that huge. Because Jumanji as an IP only matters because the last movie was so good and people wanted to see that. Jumanji coming off the Robin Williams version does not mean anything. Who do you give the... Okay, here's here's the thing. I mean, Jumanji, they reinvented the IP. If you make a bad Jumanji movie a couple of years ago, that IP is meaningless. It's another Charlie's Angel situation. Yeah, I, 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 I am not high on the rock... I but think personal, that, you've got to be you're you're on here as an analyst. It doesn't matter if you don't like his movies, you don't like his Instagram, you think he tweets too much. Be be a professional. I don't need to see be every time he eats three a, pizzas. Uh, sure, but be a professional bo boy and look at the numbers and understand that this guy makes movies at, at box office numbers that no one else is making right Here's now. Here's what I'll give you. I'll give you Rock Kevin Hart. Combo is the number one. Okay. And then then I would say it's the world that they've created is drawing them to the sequel. So the new IP, because, I, again, I don't yeah, think the, the new IP, Williams the new IP, IP means anything. The fact that it's a video game that you can come into and become somebody who can just kick ass, mm-hmm. that's something that appeals to people of all ages. Mm-hmm. 
Then you got to give some to Jack Black yes. because I think kids love Jack Black. Yep. He's very popular. He does well in these kids' movies. He gets slimed left and right. He's a guy, middle-aged, who's still going out there on kids' award shows and getting slimed. He's working for it. Karen Gillan, as much as you know, she's maybe the least known of them, she's also, I mean, she's in the star, the uh, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. She was Nebula in those uh, in the, uh, the Avengers movies. But she's all blue. So it's not as it doesn't translate as as easily for the normal person. But I think in this sequel, the fact that it's a sequel, people are excited to see her again. Oh, of course. And then a very small piece of this pie, Aquafina. But Aquafina is added to this and she's having a great year. Now you said last year was going to be the year of Aquafina. I think 2019 is the actual year of Aquafina. Well, I think last year she had what? The Oceans movie and Crazier's Asians. Yeah. It was the year of her, and she has just somehow managed to top that. Well, this, well not this at the year, box office, yeah. but but with with movies that are are making her seem like a bigger star. Yeah, so I think she's a value add now. She's definitely a value add now. So I think it's spread pretty evenly. Jay Kasdan, I mean, he he's a fine director. Uh, I don't think he's a visionary in any but way. But he came up with this formula. But th- I think he gets a little bit of dough as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of evenly spread other than the two big stars, which would be Rock and Kevin Hart. I mean, I would still say The Rock is by far the biggest star in this group, but I- I'll give you that. Them You're biased t- uh, for wrestlers as well, so but, don't uh, no. say that bias doesn't come into no, it. No, but I'm analyzing. You, you keep ignoring the numbers. You, like you keep to, ignoring when, the successes. No, when, when, you ignore the successes. When it's your opinion, it's analyzing. It's not opinion. When it's, my, when it's what I'm 700 saying. $700 million worldwide for Hobbs and Shaw is not an opinion. It's a fact. Jumanji's already at what over two hundred million worldwide. That's not an opinion. I'm going to look fact. into this claim. We're talking too much about this because we got to talk about Playmobil. Here's the thing. I'm going to look into the fact that you say yes. that Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Is are we talking fake China bucks? Or are we talking domestic? We're talking we worldwide. Talking? Why are we talking money. worldwide? Because, because that's money. If because we're talking that's real money, if we're talking real money, we're not talking worldwide. We got to yes, talk about are. real money. Are we talking? I will Clayton, look into this. You, even though you we're ta- have, you have got to go by what the studio accounting is going by, and they are counting that money. Uh, you, obviously, to make make the length of the show manageable, we focus on domestic yes. earnings. But worldwide box office is what the studios go by. Okay, so here's what I'm saying: You are saying that yes. worldwide, Hobbs and Shaw is the second biggest. It's, well, it is. It is up to this point the biggest uh, non, worldwide grocer, non MCU, DC, or just the all other Disney movies. Okay. So you know, you look at the studios like Universal, Sony, uh, Warner Brothers. Other than the DC movie, because obviously they didn't make as much as Joker. Just all of those movies, Hobbs and Shaw has made more than any of them. I'm gonna look into this quote unquote fact. What oh, you were fact. saying is a fact. It's a fact, Jack. And next week, I will come on this show and tell people whether or not you are somebody they can trust or somebody they can't trust. So is this our preview of next week's Cut the Shit moment? Yes. Because you're saying this, you're not backtracking at all on this. No, not you're at all. You are confident in confident. this. That this is a fact. Yes. I am saying this with swagger. Wow. Okay. This is huge. If you are not correct. Yeah. What happens then? Do you step down? Do I step down? Do you have a replacement? The, Do you well, need one? Yes. I would need a replacement. Okay. 
I'll step down, but you've got to find the replacement. That's on you. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. If it's if it's not correct, you step down. Yes. Okay. In shame. Oh, of step course. Step down in shame. shame. Yeah. There's not really any other way to step no, down. No, you've got to step down with shame. Come on. You can't. Yeah, come on. Just don't be a dick. Give Have people, shame. Give the people what they want. They want the shame. Yeah. The shame is the best part yes. of the stepping down. Of for course. for the people watching you step down. Okay. So that's Jumanji. That Jumanji, gigantic hit, and we'll talk about next weekend, but I think we're both agreeing Jumanji is going to be a big problem for the Skywalkers. Yes. Now let's talk about some of the stuff this weekend that wasn't a big hit. Or do we want well, to keep going just, through Well, let's just go real order? fast. Okay. We'll get to them, believe me. So Jumanji was number one. Frozen number two. These. This is what we had in our top uh, five. We yeah. were, of course, Frozen's number two, down 45%, made 19.1. It's at $366.5 million. A huge smash and shrug. Nothing else you could say. G- great for them. Great for they, them. They, they, they pulled it off. Knives Out, number three. Wow. All right. 9.25, down only 35%. It's made 78.9 million. Wow. This is, you know what? This is great. So, Ryan Johnson, not necessarily a fan of his stuff. Don't hate him, but I'm not a fan of his. This is something he's he's putting it in in Star Wars's face right now. Because you know, and he's going to put a dent in their box office. Yeah, songs. people didn't really like uh the last uh, Star Wars movie that much. And there's been a lot of fans saying, oh, J.J.'s back, and this one's going to be so good, and J.J. Abrams, because everything J.J. Abrams has done has been great, right? So he's doing this We are this talking movie. box office. You're right. He's doing this, He's doing this. Uh, the new movie, and Knives Out has its Knives Out, and it's pointing at Skywalker. Oh, Knives Out is going to make $100 million domestic, right? It's looking, what is it at total now, 78? Oh, it's 78, and it's not slowing down. Yeah, so it's going to get to 100, which is awesome. Original movie, original concept, no IP to it. Though it, do you think this becomes IP? I don't know. I think Knives Out two. I mean, I haven't seen forks it. Out. Did you see it? I have not seen it. I mean, I will at some point. Forks, forks out, spoons out. Yeah, it's a natural progression. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a studio always will have a meeting. So after it opened big. They definitely said, let's have a meeting. Let's talk about a sequel. And yeah. I'm sure Forks Out was mentioned. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if it's like diminishing returns, but there's definitely been conversation. Right. You've got to you, you've got to go deeper into the utensil cinematic universe. Yeah. Get, get down in that uh, utensil drawer. See what you can find. Bottle so, opener out. I mean, if we're talking six or seven movies, you got to. I mean, what are those are the three main wine utensils. Cork, yeah. Wine cork. Yeah. Do do you say that this is a huge win for Daniel Craig? No. Really? No, because I think people aren't going to see Daniel Craig. They're going to see this this director and a group of actors that they like. But including him, I I would agree because Daniel Craig, as everything other than James Bond, has been a huge, uh, huge disaster at the box office. We've talked about this. But... This is a movie where he didn't dissuade people from going. So I think now if you're a studio exec, you could look at Daniel Craig and say, I could put him in the movie and people people won't won't stay home because of him. So can I speak to this ad exec real quick? Can I sure, speak to, sure. to him, her, they? Yeah. Don't be fooled. Don't do it. 
Don't green light a movie that's not a Bond movie with Daniel Craig in the lead. You will lose money. You will lose money. But 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 knives out is what I would say. But knives out. But that was Ryan Johnson, who is a guy who people know as a director. You've got the retired Captain America. Thank you for your box office. So Chris Evans, you, this is a huge. This win. is a huge win for Chris Evans more than Daniel Craig. I'm telling you, don't. I would I would say don't even give Chris Evans a movie. You'll lose money. Um, I. Think but you're more likely to not lose money with him than you are with Daniel Craig. Chris Evans has no stink on him. He has no bo on no bo stink, because if you look at his career, I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago. He's been just Captain America for a long time. Yeah. And this is his first one, and it's a big, big hit. So he really does have the appearance of a box office star right now. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't have that stink. We're talking well, about Daniel- and the Chris's all have some stinks on him, and 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 Evans, he's right now he's he's still smelling good. But we're talking about Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, don't I, be fooled. I know, but it it's a it's a big. I think it 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 is a big win for him because he's going to be able to point to listen. Here's a movie where people didn't hate me in it, and he could point to that. He could look at Knives Out and say it made a hundred million, and I was in it, so. You know, they didn't stay home. It's true. But for me, one of the reasons I am not rushing out to see it is because of Daniel Craig. Okay. That's and, fair. And I'm not but, saying, but I would say most people, they didn't have that impulse. They went anyway. Yes, they went despite him. That does not mean that he is going to draw them into something that is a, like around him. That right. is, you know, a, a star vehicle for him. Right. All right, we'll see. But this this is a this is obviously a big big hit. Well, let's talk about uh, a movie that is not a star vehicle. Okay, which came in at number four, which we had, we both had above Knives Out in what, our top five. What was this? Richard Jewell. Wow. So I can't believe in retrospect I put Richard Jewell above Knives Out, considering how down I was on that movie. Because you had Jumanji, Frozen 2, Jewell, Knives Out, then Black Christmas. So I thought Jewell was going to make in the high single digits, and that would be just enough to beat Knives Out. Yeah, because Knives Out only made nine. Right. I went Jumanji, Frozen, Jewell, Black Christmas, Knives Out. We were both wrong. Right, right. So Richard Jewell... Made $5 million. <laughs> I laugh, but not to cry. Um, that is the worst opening for uh, a, a Clint Eastwood movie in a very long time. Did it make less than the the fourteen seventeen to Paris? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think it did. Oh, my God. That's sickening. So it made $4.9 million. Um. You were high on this movie, Clayton. I was. You went over on it last week. You thought this was definitely making in the teens. So, um, so, okay, uh, hold on. Maybe, well, we can look at that later. Okay. Um, You had Richard Jewell opening in the teens. I did because it was tracking in the teens. And I thought that people would want an adult movie that was uh, counter-programming to some of the kid stuff that was coming. And they did not. Well, there's already too many adult movies. There's Knives Out. There's Ford v. Ferrari. Mm -hmm. There's Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. 
Joker's still playing. Joker's still playing. There's adult fare for them. Right. Now, we don't talk about quality of movies, which, although we have recently talked very much about quality of movies in this episode, uh, but we saw this movie. Yes. We had a private screening of this movie. We did not add to the BO. We did not add to the BO. Screener situation. Screener situation. And we both liked it. Yes, you more than me, but I thought it was better than I was expecting it to be. But it was fine. It after having seen it, I understand why this movie did not do well, because the lead of this movie uh, is Richard Jewell, who is a character that's just acted upon, yeah. and he's not a hero archetype. There is a. The, the the performances around the performance, and I thought the performance was good. You you don't you don't like the performance. I, I don't much. like his performance. I don't like. I I don't think. Yeah. It, again, quality doesn't matter. But I think the performance was bad to me in the box office sense, where it was so loathsome and so so. Well, it was a performance. It's not loathsome. That- <laughs> you 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 can't say that. It's you see this the 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 Richard gentleman. Jewell- is not someone that people are going to want to go out of their houses to go watch for and that's two the hours. point that's the point but what i want to say is that the 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 actor who played richard jewell has also played uh in i tanya he played uh galuli yes uh, the bumbling idiot and then he also played a racist in black clansman yes he's a hard guy to look at now as anything other than a creep yes and so that might have uh shaded your vision of his performance i thought he did a fine job i did i thought he did a fine but, job but he but he doesn't anchor a hit movie no and it's interesting having seen this movie again just thinking in terms of box office they portrayed richard jewell as kind of a creep right yes. Would you? and i don't think there's anyone who wants to see that on either side because this is obviously a, a movie that had a lot of political sides to it you know there was a line in the sand drawn and even done by the media, not done by the filmmakers. Sure, sure. But Real America, who you would have needed to stand up mm-hmm. this weekend in order for this to be a hit. I think Real America looks at someone like Richard Jewell, and even though this is a movie that is calling to them because it's anti-media and it's anti whatever, but I'm just saying box office wise, box yeah, office yeah, yeah, wise, yeah. that's the the beck and call to Real America with this movie. But Real America looks at a lead character like Richard Jewell, and they do not feel inspired by him. And that's not someone that they want to lead them into the box office. I, I, I They don't agree. want Richard Jewell to represent them. I and agree. if Real America doesn't want Richard Jewell to represent you, why would they go see his movie? I, I agree. The one thing I don't agree with is that you're saying, like, it's anti-media just because they show a newspaper well, uh, being bumbling idiots, and therefore that's anti-media even though they let's dug not, their own let's grave. Let's not get into They're it. They dug their let's own grave. Let's not get into okay. it. Okay. They dug but, their own grave. But that is what this movie was trying to reach out with. That mm-hmm. was definitely that was definitely one of the, the marketing ploys of this movie was, or whatever, we're going to show that the things you don't like about the media, that's what this movie's about. But Real America, even with that carrot at the end of a stick the other end of the stick had richard jewell's face and they did not want to look at and that. there's not enough carrots to get somebody to come exactly so 
Sam Rockwell, I think, did very uh, great in it. Uh, Kathy Bates, very good in it. I All mean, of them mean nothing in the box office. Exactly. So I think it's a good, uh, the performances were good, but again, not a character that could anchor a film. No. And I think you, we saw that. We enjoyed Eastwood the film. Eastwood should have played it. Jewel. Eastwood should have been in it somewhere. Yes. If Eastwood's in it, it's uh, we're looking at twelve mil. We're looking at fifteen mil. One hundred percent. If Eastwood and I, I, uh, uh, I think that the the rest of the cast was really good, but Eastwood should have played the lawyer then. If he wasn't going to play Jewel himself, and I still think he should have just played Richard Jewel. Yeah, it'd be hard to put on that weight at that age. Don't even try and look like him. Just play him. Just play him. Okay. No one remember. That's the thing. This whole movie, the campaign was. You will remember his name. And then this movie came out. No one remembers his name. No one's going to remember Richard Jewell. You could have had Eastwood play him as a 95-year-old man who got a job as a security guard at the Olympics. Do you think if this was a movie about uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, it would have done better? 100%. Okay. Because people remember that name. Yes. John Wayne Bobbitt will will live on longer in pop culture than Richard Jewell. So- I mean, Jewel is very tainted IP now. Yeah. If John Wayne Bobbitt, if the movie was him on the set of Frankenweiner, remembering what happened to him, kind of like a Jobs-esque biopic, you know, where he's he's like about to go on set of his first porno after having his penis reattached. That's that's a that and, would and then do he's well. how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And you it's in and it's in his mind. Now the problem with that is he's a horrible human being. So that's probably not a guy we want to root for. But, but in the end a, was neither was Richard Jewell. Well in I terms mean, of in terms of the entertainment value yeah, that the character promised. Yes. One person was a horrible abuser and the other person just wanted to do the right thing and didn't look the part of a hero. Therefore he was looked at as a buffoon and a guilty person and someone who bombed at the box office. Yes, the that that is true. The he is responsible for a bomb officially and that is this movie. So in the end So in the, the end he's a bomber. Right. In the end the media was right. You Richard know what? Jewell bombed. Atlanta Journal Constitution uh sorry, I'm 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 wrong. Do they run if it, they had, if they yeah. had a pair in if, that building, if they had one, if they had one sack, you mean if they them, had a, a pair of reporters still working on the payroll because yeah. it's probably it's going out of freelancers. business. Yeah, but if they had a pair, tomorrow's headline of the Atlanta Journal Constitution would be Richard Jewell bombs. Richard Jewell bomber responsible for bomb. Responsible for bomb. Yep, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Again, Clint Eastwood, does this affect his ability to make movies no, anymore? He turns he, he's already shooting a movie now. Yeah. That's probably going to be a big hit. Because he uh, basically sure. has one of these. You, you forget, but it's like he'll have Sully, but then he'll have the 1417 to Paris that makes like $10 million, And then he'll have the Mule that makes $100 million. He always seems to have these small bombs mixed in. This was a big, this was a bigger, uh, this was a bigger, it felt like a bigger movie than 1217 to Paris. Yeah. Uh, it got it got a pretty big campaign. Yeah, and and I think that might, but I mean he's got to be in him. He's, he's got to be, be in him. Yeah, he's either got to be in him or he's got to have a real star in there. So real quick, let's go through this because then we want to get to next week, which yes. is packed. Yeah. So uh, again, so Black Christmas that was a bomb. 
four point. It was it was the same thing as Richard Jewell. It was IP that no one wanted. Yeah, it was IP that nobody wanted. So it uh, opened a four point four. It's gonna come and go. Yeah, Blumhouse isn't gonna feel it. No, that movie probably cost five million dollars. So it'll make some money back. Exactly, and we, they'll make another Black Christmas in ten years. We got Ford v Ferrari four point one. Down 38%, 98.2, it's going to go over 100, and I'm very excited for that. I, lo- I love seeing a movie like that go over 100. Yeah, and it, it's it's going to happen. It's still going to be in the theaters uh, around the holidays. There's still going to be people catching up. Queen and Slim, number seven, it's 3.6 last weekend, uh, 33.1. So it's a solid, yeah. solid, uh, I wouldn't say it's a hit, but it's- It's, it's got, de- it's probably a hit- Versus its budget. Budget, yeah. And it's probably a movie, it's a movie that should get into the 40s. So I, th- I think that's going to look good. I think I think that's going to be a movie that people are going to look favorably upon. Listen, if that's the first movie that I wrote and it makes that kind of money and it's in the top 10 after three weeks, that's a success. Oh, for sure. Every Everyone who was involved in that, that that's a big win. Number eight, Beautiful Day made 3.8. Three five only down thirty five percent forty nine point three, I mean, uh, it's this is such a hard movie to to just were to our go really strong on. Were our expectations way. too high for it? Yeah, is it, this where it was always going to be, no matter what? Yeah, and and it's not a very high budget movie. The thing about it is, will it still be in a decent amount of theaters during Christmas break, or is it about to just get totally wiped out of theaters? Well. It dropped 636 theaters, so it's dropping theaters. The only thing to drop more was uh, Ford vs. Ferrari dropped 851 theaters. And they're going to drop a ton of theaters this weekend. Yeah, because they need the room for Star Wars and more Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. So, beautiful day. Like, we said it from the beginning, its goal was to still be in theaters in late December, and it might not be. Um, Dark Waters number nine made two million. It's at eight point nine. No one wants this. Uh, the, we, I, let's not talk about this movie ever again. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those in between. It's not an Oscar movie, so I don't have to worry about it, and uh, it doesn't look interesting or good. So there's no there's no sizzle to that steak. No, there's no reason to care about this movie. I can't wait for it to be out of the top ten, and then we never have to say its name again. Number 10, 21 Bridges made 1.18 million. Uh, it's got it's 26.3. I mean, you know, not a disaster, the, but it's I'm got, sure they were hoping for way more. They're hoping for more. Joker. Where is Joker? Well, do we want to talk about Joker? Um, is out of the it is out of the top 20? Top 20. Oh, wow. Uh, well, no, it's not out of the top. I mean, I'm only seeing to number 13. Okay. And so it's out of the top 13. So it's out of the top 13. It's uh, looks like it's limited locations at this point. Who's going this weekend? It made 470000 Uh It's so interesting to, to think of the person who's going to go see Joker this Friday night. In a theater that otherwise only has Star Wars playing in every room. So this psycho is going to go full face paint. A hundred percent. Green hair. If you're going to see Joker this weekend, you've got to be full face paint. And he's walking past all these 
people with lightsabers yeah. and robes. Yep. And he's dancing down the stairs past Ewoks, past people with Chewbacca masks on. Yep. He's this gone. that that's a psycho. Yes, but a a great great box office psycho. Oh yeah. Because he's, he's going out there. Oh, it's a he. I mean, oh, let's God, be honest. Of this course is a he. It's a he. Yeah. There will not be a woman who goes to see Joker this weekend. Yeah. I think we could yeah. 100% predict that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't have to say he, she, or they. It's definitely he. It is a he. So, real quick, Playmobil. Yes. Number 13. Now, we were wrong. It made uh, $200,000. What, did we both predict it was going to go under 100? We both went under 100, and then you went under 50. Oh my god! So I mean, this movie, you know, it made uh, 86 dollars uh, per theater. Okay. It's now at a million. So, I it mean, made a million dollars. Yeah. So I gotta say, you know, good for you, Playmobil, because we thought you would be out of theaters. Yes. Um. But it dropped seventy percent, and that eighty-six dollars a theater could be again a full house because Playmobil is doing variable pricing. Variable pricing, yeah. It, it, Playmobil, if you really want to get in the game, pop those prices back up. Yeah. Let's see you. Let's see you take over Darkwater Spot. Yeah. Charge three hundred dollars a ticket because now at this point, the people who are going to see Playmobil would go no matter what. Yeah. They don't care about money. Money isn't an object to them. They only care about seeing this insane movie. Yeah, they're nuts. Talk yeah. about the guy with the face paint. We're talk- talking the Joker fan is nuts. These Playmobil psychos. Yeah, and yeah. we love them. Yeah, we love them. Of course. But so variable pricing doesn't mean that it's bargain pricing. It means it can vary. Yes. So Charge $1,000. You could because it's a variable price ticket. So they, you look at a charge, you like there could be somebody who is looking at their uh, bank account and they're like, what, where would all my money go? And then they see they bought a Playmobil ticket, assuming it was going to be $5. Right, and it's it was $48,000. And you know charge what? Charge it. Who cares? You know what? You can't. I mean, you you bought a variable price ticket. So that's on you. Yes. They're not going to refund your money. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't because they warned you. They said it could be any price. Exactly. That's what variable pricing is. Yeah. So I- it means you don't know what you paid until until a week later. They come later. for your house. And so, yes. Until they come for your house. Yeah. So, Playmobil. That's the update with Playmobil. Got to be out of theaters after next weekend. Oh, it's got to. There's Okay, because next weekend. What's opening? Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Cats. Wow. And Bombshell. Okay, so do we start at the top or do we start at the bottom? Let's start at the top. Okay. Bombshell. No. Let's start. <laughs> this guy. Let's start with the big one. Yeah. Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalkers, claiming the claim that this is the last of this trilogy. This is the last Star of Wars. Nine of nineology. Of the nineology. Um, yes. Uh, and we'll see. Box Office Pro is saying anywhere from 185 to 225, but they're saying 200. One, wait, they're saying as low as 185. Yes. I mean, that is what a standalone Captain America movie opens up at. Mm-hmm. So what is going on here? Here's what's going on. 
this is my thought. There's zero buzz for this movie. No. And I know that that's crazy to say, but zero buzz for a Star Wars movie is the amount of buzz you would get for any other movie and people would be so excited. But people don't like these characters. They don't care. They're exhausted from Endgame still. You Mm -hmm. had the end of what is a lot of people's Star Wars, these Marvel movies, 22 movies, 10 years, a culmination of a cinematic uh, uh, just, you know, not a fan of the quality of movies, but but like logistical feat. That's exactly. And, and a lot of great movies. And they're exhausted. And this is going to be the end of nine movies and nobody cares. No, it, it is very interesting to just think back to the, the, the box office feeling that was in the air leading into Endgame. People were so excited to know what was going to happen. I don't think people out there feel excited to know how this is going to end. There's a sense of of just let's get this over with. Well, they're also either let's get it over with or they're angry about what they're assuming is going to happen. 100%. So I uh will you go front, to, will you go under? I'm going under. You're going under 200. Yes, I think it makes under 200. Well, so here's the thing. So like I have someone who's in that position of Giant Star Wars fan, uh, just, you know, their target demo aged into it at exactly the right time. Is this your buddy Todd Phillips? No, it's not my buddy Todd Phillips. Your boy from way back. No. He's not my boy from way back, but he had a billion-dollar hit this year, so we all give it up to Todd Phillips. But he is going to see this movie on Saturday and has told me he basically just wants to get this over with. There is no excitement, but... His ticket will still be purchased. Yeah. But the other end of that is that's a person who maybe would have seen it twice on opening weekend, which is for a movie to open at like 250, 300 million, they're counting on people seeing it several times in the same weekend. And you don't feel like people are going to be doing that with this movie. No, there's there's going to be no sores. There's going to be no fans walking around with sores that they didn't have before this movie opened. I know. I was I was wondering where you're going. There's going to be a lot of yeah. Star Wars fans who have sores on. Yeah, but they're not going to be new sores. Not new butt from, sores. From sitting in the theater for 24 hours re-watching this movie over and over Right. Again. It'll be butt sores that they had Pre- from yeah. other sittings. Exactly. Pre- yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, pre-existing condition. Yes. Mostly that is butt sores. Yes. And other things that we don't want to get into. But that, I think, is the thing. They're getting it over with. It's a Band-Aid coming off. Mm -hmm. And that's not good for your movie, especially because there's a lot of other things that you can go see, like Jumanji, which feels fresher, even though this one's... this. Sequel seemed a little stale to us. But people were excited because they just loved how much they loved the last one. So there was the excitement going into this of it didn't matter what the trailer was for this in retrospect. People just wanted to go see the new thing that they loved two years ago. And the Star Wars movies are indicative of boomers not letting the world go Mm -hmm. in the sense that we... People want their own Star Wars. They want their characters that they could grow up with. And who did you have hanging around? You had an old-ass Luke hanging around. You had old-ass Han hanging around. You got old-ass C-3PO and and R2-D2 hanging around. These are not heroes for teenagers. It's like when when you go to a concert or a festival and it's like, oh, James Taylor's there. The fuck is James Taylor there? Yeah, he has some good songs, but... 
I can listen to him anytime at home. I don't need to see his old ass. Like, let the youngins have their Star Wars and let the boomers have their old Star Wars. Well, the thing about that is what they try to do with these new Star Wars movies, but it doesn't seem like the new batch of characters caught on. Well, because they didn't give them room to. They didn't say, this is the Star Wars you get, deal with it, and then learn to love this. Right. They They were like, don't worry. Han is here. Yeah, don't worry, Han's here. Uh, uh, don't worry, and Luke's here too, and uh, Chewbacca's here. It's right. like, have some faith in your new characters. Right. So, we're talking very negatively about the prospects for this. It is still the new Star Wars movie. Are we really thinking this movie opens up at less than $200 million? Yeah. That's over under. Yeah. You're I- going under. I'm going under. under. I'm going under. It is so hard to think that but last jedi like, only the, did like 220 so i will say if this opens up at that range this is a disaster because if you look at the other uh trilogies the two previous trilogies the box office pattern is always the first movie in the trilogy is the biggest the second one is the smallest and then it goes up from 2 to 3 and so we're thinking this is a move this is a trilogy in which they just keep going down. This third movie will do worse than Last Jedi. Yeah. And the other thing and we talked about this previously is people are psyched about the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is the Star Wars people want right now mm-hmm. and guess where they can find it? At home. They don't need to go to the theater. They want to see Baby Yoda. Do should they? Do you think they digitally uh, they rush Baby Yoda into this movie? If they're smart, they did, and but they should have told us that right uh, now so we can buy our tickets. Right, right. Yeah, because oh, Mandalorian God, came and stole its thunder. That's the Star Wars people want to see. Yeah. Fuck it. It's the cut the shit moment. I'm cutting the shit. I'm going under. All right. I think it's it makes it in the 190s. And when that happens next week, it is going to be just that. That's a Death Star situation. Uh huh. Yeah. That is a that is a Death Star. Is if this movie opens at less than 200 million dollars. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's 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 going to be a big disappointment for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, do you think the other big opener? Cats. Do you think that takes any sort of audience away from Star Wars? Because uh, they're saying it's going to open ten to twenty. They're saying twelve, which that's is not meaningless. Huge. When you're talking about a movie that's making two hundred million dollars, I mean that's. I feel like Cats is going to be a movie that people go to maybe because the Star Wars showings were sold out. You're going to get the obviously the people who are like seeing it ironically though. We've seen many times in the past the snakes on a plane syndrome that ironic buzz does not translate to people actually going to sit in a movie theater for three hours. This movie is aimed at musical fans and pervs. Yes. So what amount will... But the pervs are going to be at Star Wars. The pervs will be at Star Wars. Why do you say that? I mean, do I have to explain? I mean, not because Star Wars is a pervy movie, but I think... There's a uh, uh, there's a big overlap of pervs who are already Star Wars fans. I think cats older is Star Wars catnip fans. for pervs. So 
next next week we'll talk about the opening for cats and we're going to split it into how many think people are musical fans and how many people were pervs and and do we think there's any amount of box office where it's people who are like man i've been loving the memes i gotta go see what all these memes are about or that's no one goes to see movies just because they like the memes probably not yeah but i'm sure there's a few that are pervs right so you think the it's not ironic uh People are laughing ironically. The memes; those are also pervs. They're also pervs. They're okay. secret pervs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are who are pretending that oh, it's a funny retweet because I thought it was funny. Yeah, but they just were perving out. They're on, on it. it. Yeah. So, so they're saying ten to twenty. Man, that seems 12. like that's twelve is where they're. This is box office pro. They're saying twelve. God, I'm gonna go over. I'll say it makes a little more than that. I feel like there's so much noise about this movie. That said. This movie opening at anything below 20 feels like in the end then it's going to be a big uh a big bomb. I think that this is a these musicals have legs. We saw that with Greatest Showman which looked like a bomb and then ended up being a, hit, a big hit. But but it's because people genuinely liked it and they genuinely uh were recommending it because they thought it was good. If Cats is like a just a shit show that people make fun of, that's not going to translate into anything past the first weekend. The director did Les Mis, and people like that. Right. You went and saw Cats recently. I saw it in the, in the theater a couple of years ago. I loved it. You, you saw a live performance of yeah, Cats yeah, yeah. in New York City, and you loved it. Yeah. Would that make you go to the theater for this? I would see this, okay. for sure. But uh, would you see this first out of no. Star Wars and Jumanji? No. So I've got to see those first. And then if I hear Cats is just unwatchably stupid, I wouldn't see it. So I think that's the thing. If Cats ends up being just a goof show and it's just the irony value of it, that does not translate to dollars. That translates to five years from now, it'll have a monthly midnight showing somewhere. But that's also a movie that loses a ton of money so you say and it doesn't really have any stars it has no well it's got a famous cast like i'd say taylor swift is the biggest star in this she is but will she i mean she's been in movies before she was in the giver she was in one of those uh the Valentine's Day or one of those movies. Oh, wow. So then she means nothing at the I think she office. means, but she's singing. Right. And she's a cat. Yeah. This, it's just starting to smell like a bomb because if this movie opens up at like 15 million and is not good, it's just going to disappear. So cat's in the litter box. Yeah. You think. Right now, but it could climb out. So, because the walls aren't that. It's a litter yeah, box. If, if you're a cat and you're trapped in a litter box, then yeah. you've got other problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, But you're saying over 12. Yes, I'm saying over 12. I feel like it's just got too much talk going around it to go that low. Yeah. To go near single digits. See, I just, I feel like, God, I feel and like. And especially if we're saying Star Wars is not going to be endgame, where it just eats everything else alive. But this is when kids are going to be off school. So I just have a feeling that so many kids are going to rush to see Jumanji and even Frozen and even. So what are you saying? I'm saying under. You're saying under. I you know think it's single psycho. digits on cats? Uh, uh, I'm saying 10 mil. 10 million. Okay. 
I mean, it could go. I really don't know, but since you're going over, I'm going to go under. Sure. Then we got Bombshell, which is opening wide. They're saying between five and ten, and six is what Box Office Pro is saying. Lower. You think lower? You yeah. think this is a Jewel situation? This is a movie for no one. Does this make less than Richard Jewel? Does it make less than five? Does it make less than five? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. I don't know who this movie is for. Um, It is... They're only saying six, so saying five, going under five is not yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I agree. I think that adults... There are so many other movies that an adult is going to want to see, and they're all going to go see Star Wars or one of the holdovers. Bombshell is a movie for absolutely... No matter what political stripe you are, this is a movie that you look at and are annoyed by. Here's how I would counter that, just to be devil's advocate. Sure. It got a lot of noms, Golden Globes and SAG, for the female uh, female performances. So mm-hmm. you've got Nicole Kidman, you've got Charlize Theron, you've got Margot Robbie. These are all women that people love, yes. want to see succeed. Does that at all, and the fact that it got some nominations, that it might play into the Oscars, does that give you any None. kind of, because... I think it it makes it more likely that someone will stop and watch it on HBO in, in eight months. I don't think anyone's going to go out to the theater to see this just because Nicole Kidman got a surprise SAG nomination. Okay. And, and it's a type of movie that... I don't think people want style-wise. Like, I know Big Short was, a, in the end, a box office hit years ago. But, like, you look at Vice with a much bigger uh, – or or something like Vice had a much more unified point of view where it's like, hey, we're going to shit on Dick Cheney. All the liberals come out and watch this. Yes. Whereas Bombshell has does not have that because it's – the heroes are Fox News anchors – and the villains are Fox News. So no one wants to see this. And it's a smarm movie. It's one of those smarmy current events movies that I don't think people really love. Mm-hmm. Jay Roach, who has done a lot of HBO movies. And this movie will do great on HBO. It belongs on HBO. Yes. If we're being honest. Yes. That's yes. where this movie would thrive. Yes. This would have been great counter-programming to debut on HBO this weekend against Star Wars. Now, real quick before we do our top fives. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's do our quick, our top fives actually. Well, what do you say? Bombshell over or under 5 million. Um, I'm going to go under as well. It's under 6. I'm going to say under 6, yeah. definitely. I think it's going to make like 3. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's do our top fives. Let's do it. You go first cuz you always go first. I like to go second. You sure? Yeah, you I like complained off air last week that I always Did go first. Did I complain off air? I complained on air and then retracted my complaint. Okay, okay. Immediately. All right. So number one, of course, is Star Wars. Number two, of course, is Jumanji. Number three, uh, last week was what? Knives Out? Oh, no. Last week was Frozen. What did Frozen make last weekend? So Frozen made 19.1. Yeah. So I think, God, Frozen probably drops- to you know what i'm gonna say cats 
Let's say cats Wait, makes. So you think cats is going to make more than fifteen then? Because or more than what's Frozen going to make? Because Frozen will probably make lower teens. So like cats make like fifteen. So I'll, I'll say cats three, Frozen four, Knives Out five. All right. I mean, of course, I'm going to go Star Wars. Jumanji. Now, this is the decision. Do I think Cats is going to go over Frozen? Well, you had Cats under, so you've got to go Frozen. So, Frozen. Then I'm going to say Cats. Right. And then I got to do Knives. Yeah. The only... What, okay, so here's my five, my fifth movie if this comes to pass. If our Playmobil variable pricing uh, thing does happen, I think Playmobil could get its way up to five, just purely by overcharging people. So by charging like one person five million dollars. Well, several people, I think, uh, smaller amounts. Well, a family. A family. You, you get a family on the line for a, a ten million dollar bill. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. So then that would put it. Um, Probably higher than the top five spot, but I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to go crazy. Right, right, right. I'm going to uh, be a little conservative and say Do you it think there's a be. chance Playmobil cracks the top five but still sells under 100 tickets nationwide? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because with variable pricing, you only really need to sell one ticket if right. you charge them enough. I mean, I like this. I like the idea of, of you. it's a movie that's looking for a sucker. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they draw you in with the $5 for the first week. Right. And then you try to see it again or see it for the first time. Right. You, you're fucked. Yeah. I like that. So be careful out there, everyone. Now, before we go, and we're going to go very, very soon, mm-hmm. do you think Six Underground cut into the box office in any way? Now, we're talking about the Michael Bay movie that came out on Netflix this weekend, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, a movie we also saw at a private screening. Uh, Double feature at Richard Jewell in the same room. And I think right there is the answer. If Six Underground cut into any movie, it was probably Richard Jewell. Okay. Because I think it's a movie that if Richard Jewell was going to succeed, it was going to succeed on the back of Dads in the Stacks, Real American Dads. Mm -hmm. Standing up. Standing up. And instead what they did is they sat down and they watched – Six Underground. They watched their big Michael Bay action movie with a lot of slow motion waving flags. And they said, I went out a couple of weeks ago to see Ford v. Ferrari. I got into a car accident on the way home. I lived through it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I do want to support Clint, but I got this big action movie just debuted on my Netflix. My leg's still, you know, in a cast. Yeah. And I'm going to stay home and watch it. So no. you think that's the that's the uh, Jewel was the one that was hurt. If if anything was hurt, it was probably Jewel. Okay, and I probably still don't think too much because Richard Jewel was still such an unappealing option for everyone. But the people who may have pushed Richard Jewel up into seven million, eight million, they stayed home and watched Six Underground. Okay, yeah. So it did have an impact, but really on just one movie is your estimation. Yeah. I would agree with that. Jewel was destined to be, to bomb no matter what. Now, ever after having seen it, I definitely... If I had seen that movie before it came out, I definitely would have not been as uh, bullish on it. Yes. You know? 
But I think we did it. We did it. Um, next week's going to be a huge episode because Star Wars, it's going to be very interesting to see. Does it go under 200? That would be nuts. I mean, we hope so because we th- want to be that's right. a big story. Yeah, that's a huge story. Yeah. Um, if not, there's always a story at the box office. Oh, we'll always find the story. No matter what the number is, it's going to be a big story in so, the way we present it. So because we're part of the media, I'm a brainworm. I told you that last weekend. I'm a brainworm. I'm inside the media's head. You're part of the media, nope. and next week you'll be uh, a brainworm inside the media's head. Is not part of the media. It is, of course, it's part of it. It's not true. I'm outside of it and inside of it at the same time. You're if you can, media, if you're you can, covering a story. So. You're just because I'm promiscuous leads. doesn't mean that I'm part of the media. <laughs> oh, if you saw Richard Jewell, you'd know that. And so no one will see it. So no it. one will know it. No one will know it. No one will know that name. If you're a wannabeo boy or wannabeo girl, email us at theboboys at gmail. Wrong. Theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your top five. Right now, the holiday season, we're doing a special deal where... You give us a top five, and we'll read it. Now, after the new year, we won't because we're on a new feed. B.O. Boys are now on their own feed on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and Spotify, all the places you can find it. You can also give us money at Patreon. So we are patreon.com slash B.O. Boys. Go give us some money. We want to be able to get an IMDb Pro uh, account. And we also want a new theme song. We've been talking about licensing a huge song. Yes. So go to our Patreon and see what that is. We'll we'll reveal it. It's going to be part of a tier. So I think as soon as you see that, you're going to be opening the wallet. Yes. Uh, so do that. And until next time, we'll, we'll smell you at the box office. Yes. <laughs>